Hi there. Thanks for tuning in to the GeForce Podcast, a show for car enthusiasts by car enthusiasts. Welcome back, and thanks for your patience the past few weeks. We realized that we haven't been putting out as many episodes as usual, and the real reason why is we've been in the process of moving to a new venue for the GeForce Podcast. We're still working on finalizing our studio setup, but enough of that. There's F1 we gotta talk about. Specifically, the French Grand Prix this weekend. The seventh round of this year's Formula One competition takes us to the circuit Paul Ricard outside Marseille. But before we discuss this rather controversial track, we need to recap where this wild season has left us after that epic weekend at Baku. First of all, make sure you go catch up on that Baku episode. We go a little bit more in depth as to exactly what happened over that weekend. But nonetheless, Baku was wild. Practice crashes, qualifying crashes, race day crashes, and a critical braking mistake all added up to a shake up the final standings quite a bit. Now the top two drivers, Max Verstappen and Lewis Hamilton, both finished outside of the points for the race. So they stayed at 105 and 101 points each. And because they had been dominating so much beforehand, they held onto the top two spots after Baku, still by a comfortable margin. After a fantastic race, Sergio Perez took home 25 points, bumping him up to third in the points with a total of 69. Lando Norris did drop down to fourth, but he still has a total of 66 points. And then finally in fifth is Ferrari's Charles Leclerc, who made a good recovery after a disastrous and heartbreaking Monaco. For the constructors' standings, there were also not too many changes at the top. Red Bull took home 25 points thanks to Perez, but Mercedes finished with no points from Baku. Both Hamilton and Valtteri Bottas finished outside the points. So Red Bull's lead bumped up to 26 points at 174 versus Mercedes's 148. In third place is Ferrari, who jumped ahead of McLaren with 94 points versus McLaren's 92. And then finally in fifth is Alfa Tori, who had a great weekend thanks to Pierre Gasly's podium finish. Now despite not being in the top five, Aston Martin, and more specifically Sebastian Vettel, had a great weekend too. His second place finish is hopefully a sign of him getting used to the new car after switching from Ferrari for this season. We know we would love to see Seb on the podium more often this season. One minor detail worth noting, the Haas F1 team is no longer the bottom ranked team. Despite still not having scored a point, Haas has been bumped up to 9th over Williams per F1's official rankings. Maybe Mick Schumacher is doing God-level work turning that team and his fellow teammate Nikita Mazepin around. 
Haas getting a podium this year? Yeah, probably not. But maybe, just maybe, we could see them getting some points. Now then, let's talk about this weekend. As you might recall, the French Grand Prix got pulled in by a week due to some schedule challenges with the pandemic. So instead of poutine at the Canadian Grand Prix, we're going to enjoy some croissants near Marseille for this weekend. The French Grand Prix is one of the oldest races on the calendar, with the first running back in 1906. It was also the first race to be called a Grand Prix, which actually translates to Grand Prize. These first French Grand Prix, like a lot of these older races, were actually run on closed off public streets and rotated each year to a different French town. Some of those towns included Le Mans, Lyon, and Strasbourg. The first race in 1906 was held in the town of Sarthe, right next to Le Mans. And instead of being a circuit race like modern Formula One races, the French Grand Prix was originally a sprint race with a distinct start and finish point. I guess that made it more sense back then, especially seeing that I guess the metric would have been to see who can get from point A to point B as fast as possible, rather than arriving at the same finish line that you started at. Anyway, it makes some sense, but it's cool to see that's where the French Grand Prix started. By 1925 though, the race had transitioned to a more permanent venue with a purpose-built circuit called the Autodrome de Linus Montre. And I'm sorry, I am definitely butchering that name. This 7.7-mile track would host the French Grand Prix until 1938, at which point the race moved to a circuit in Rheims. In the 70s, the race then moved to Paul Ricard, which is the current venue. However, in the 90s and through the early 2000s, the race was actually held at yet another venue, the Circuit de Nevers Magnicourt. Again, gonna be butchering these names all day long. Long story short, the French Grand Prix hopped around many venues for its first 100-ish years. And then just after this, the French Grand Prix was actually removed from the F1 circuit. From 2009 to 2015, yeah, there was no French Grand Prix. However, then in 2016, the race came back, and it was back at Paul Ricard. Fresh off a pretty significant redesign, Paul Ricard drew quite a lot of noise when it got introduced back onto the F1 circuit. Some people love it, and many more strongly dislike it. Essentially, the track layout has lots of brightly colored runoff areas mixed with alternative track paths, which overall makes the track pretty confusing to view from the spectator's perspective, as well as potentially from the driver's perspective. The track is kind of played out like this to maximize the design flexibility, allowing for lots of tweaks and adjustments based on the competition being hosted. The current layout for F1 is a 3.6 mile 
or 5.8 kilometer circuit. The key feature of this newer design versus the previous layout is from the 70s and 80s is the addition of a chicane midway through the longest straight, called the Mistral straight. This chicane makes up turns 8 through 9, whereas previously it was a flat out section basically spanning the full length of the circuit. So despite the borderline psychedelic runoff area colors and multiple side roads, all of which make watching a more adventurous prospect, this French Grand Prix should still be really exciting. The first two practice sessions are already in the books, and there were quite a few takeaways. First up, spins. In FP1, Vettel spun at turn 11, hitting the wall. Then Sainz did the same, except just keeping off the wall. Then Schumacher locked up and went into the wall at turn 3. And then Yuki Tsunoda spun out on the final turn right before the pitch straight. Now part of it is getting used to this circuit and the new packages for the car, but apparently the wind was also very dynamic, which then affected the downforce generated by the aero kits on these cars. Between FP1 and FP2, another big theme was the criticism of the aggressive curbs on the track. Verstappen, Bottas, Raikkonen, and Vettel all experienced some issues to their cars due to taking the curbs too aggressively, whether it be front-end damage, some splitter damage, or just shaking up the car a little bit. Anyway, that brings us to the weekend. What are our expectations? Well, for the first time in about a month, Mercedes cars actually looked properly fast. So maybe we could see the Silver Arrows take one, two. Bottas switched over to the same chassis layout as Hamilton that he was using, and it seems to have already made a big difference. Red Bull also looks strong. Maybe they can get a podium as well. Another driver we're watching is Lando Norris. Thus far, he's the only driver to have earned a point in every single race this year. And then there's Vettel. We're really hoping he takes the momentum from Baku onwards to France with some more solid points for Aston Martin. What are your thoughts on the French Grand Prix and the circuit Paul Ricard? Who do you think will win? Let us know on Twitter and Instagram at GeForcePodcast. Podcast.